Make sure you put, you some, put some bass yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. put, put some bass Good. in it. <laughs> Any day now. And we back. Welcome back to the 2% Podcast. I'm Keanu Fentress. We got... Rokom. Harry Ray. Oh, my goodness. We got a Hall I'm of back. Famer in the crib today. Hall of Fame. Ooh. Our first Hall of Famer in the crib back. so far. We got a three-time All-American. Mm. Freshman of the year. We got a SEC Tournament MVP. Two-time academic honor roll. Mm-hmm. With us. 2017 Ohio Valley Regional Player of the Year, Sydney freaking Campbell. In yes, the house. sir. What's Hello. going on? What's up, Hello, girl? hello. Thank you for having me. Y'all are going to make me blush. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, so people don't know tennis, okay? So we're talking about tennis. And so let's talk about, you know, your recruiting journey, how you got to Vanderbilt first and foremost, and just how did that come about and like give us a spill on that. Yeah, so I think my journey is a little different than most. Um, I grew up here um, 30 minutes away in Franklin, Tennessee, and I was a big tennis fan, like big Vanderbilt women's tennis fan growing up. Mm. I actually met Coach McDonald, um, who was my coach. He's a legendary tennis coach. He's now retired, but um, he, his daughter played tennis, and she was brought my age. In my first tournament ever, I made it to the finals, and I played against her, and I met him then, had a relationship with him, um, and so I kind of grew up wanting to go to Vanderbilt my whole life until around like late middle school, early high school. I was like defiant. Like, I am not going to Vanderbilt. I'm going far from home. I'm going yeah. to California. Um, and then, you know, some stuff happened and I really got closer to my family and I was like, uh, I, maybe I want to be like driving distance where I could drive home for the weekend. And, um, my parents made me visit Vanderbilt and I loved it but I was prideful, so I was like, no, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Um, and, then, and then slowly but surely I realized, like, no, this is where I want to be. Um, I, I could have gone anywhere, really. Um, mm, no. So She just grazed I get, over there. I don't, where, where, where else could you have gone, though? Um, I'll say, so I, I committed early. I committed junior year, which now is common. I don't know about other sports, but for tennis it's pretty common. Back then it was unheard of. Everyone thought I was crazy. But Vanderbilt only had one spot my year. They were only recruiting me. And so out of wow. respect to Jeff, who had given me so much my whole life, um, I my dad said, you need to make a decision by December of your junior year if you're going to Vanderbilt or not, so that mm-hmm. it gives them time to recruit somebody else um, if I don't go there. So I was looking at Baylor, Duke. Mm. Duke was my dream school. But I went on campus, y'all, and I cried. Wow. I felt so wrong. Wow. I can't even, like, tell you. I couldn't put it, it does, into it looks, it looks weird. It just was one of those things where I, I felt it in my gut, like, this is not where I'm supposed to be yeah. at all. And I was boo-hooing. I was so sad. Um, I looked at UT a little bit, but I, I was like, eh, no. But, like, it's close to home. I might as well look. But I, I never, I've never, i never been a UT fan, ever. So okay. <laughs> it's like, mm, Make sure. this feels wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was recruited pretty much by, by anywhere. But those were kind of the schools that I was looking at the most. I ruled out California pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, and... After my whole, like, I'm going to California spell, then I was like, no, I'm not. Um, but, yeah, I okay. I really want to Duke, but then it wasn't right. And Vanderbilt felt right. Like, I couldn't I couldn't explain that either. It was mm-hmm. just this gut feeling of, like, sometimes you just know. You know, you know, you know. Yeah. Like, how does, like, recruitment go in general for tennis? You know, we talked with Simone on the last episode, um, and she was explaining the, the soccer 
element of recruitment. Baseball, you know, playing these big tournaments and whatnot, or you go to a camp, you know. So how does, like, to get seen, like, give us some um, insight on how to get noticed and exposure, you know, to get recruited for colleges. Yeah, so tennis is really different than pretty much every other sport. So high school tennis is a waste of time if you're going to play in college. Um, A lot of tennis players don't go to real high school Hmm. because you have to be playing a tennis tournament almost every weekend in a different place in the country, in the world, wherever. Um, And so for me, I went to high school here, and I'm very grateful to my high school for dealing with me missing weeks at a time. Um, they were they were really, really instrumental in me being able to try to have a normal childhood, but also play tennis at a high level. Um, so with that, the college coaches go to these tournaments. And all summer, they're at tournaments. Um, throughout the year, even, they're like on the off day on a Monday, the college coaches are going to this tournament, flying up there for one day to see the girls play. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they play like close to where your college is. Um, so that's how I, honestly, that's how I toured a lot of colleges too. And spoke to a lot of coaches was if I was playing a tournament, when I went to Duke, I was playing a tournament in Raleigh. So we just drove over there and I was able to talk to the coach. Um, again, since recruiting was different back then, since I was so early, they couldn't really reach out to me until my junior year, September 1st of your junior year. They can email you, call, uh, send you stuff, call you, I think like a certain amount of times a week, um, so a lot of it was me going to them. But I, you can give, like, the mailers, the, like, little info packets about yeah. your school. So I was getting a lot of those. Um, but mostly it was, yeah, college coach was coming, watching my matches. You'd see mm-hmm. them. They'd be head-to-toe in Vandy gear or UT gear, Baylor, whatever. Um, and then they talk to you that way, and then they just email. Okay. They'll send you email after email. Some schools would, like, update you every weekend how their team did and I was like ah hmm. great job yeah. but like, <laughs> I'm not going there yeah. <laughs> happy for mm-hmm. y'all though right. <laughs> so um so yeah it's it's very different because they're not going to your high school you're not really sending in tape I think some some tennis players now send in tapes um that wasn't really a thing back then mm-hmm. so it was just you have to be at the tournament to be seen okay gotcha. the, um so I know in college, you all are a team, but in high school growing up, is it a team sport or is it still more individualized? So um, in what we call junior tennis, mm-hmm. it's individual. In high school, it is a team. So I did play a couple years of high school. That was kind of me giving back to the school oh. for what they were letting me do. I was like, I'll, I'll play. And um, we won a couple of state titles, which was awesome. But I so that's team and that was so fun for me because it was like wow I get to play for something bigger than myself and with yeah. girls and and things like that but in juniors it's just me out there um, and you have no coaching zero mm-hmm. zero coach so like when I played Coach McDonald's daughter when I was seven mm. did you there win? was no <laughs> I did <laughs> there was no coaching allowed. But we were seven, and it was, like, a little local tournament. And so he asked my dad, like, can I help the girls keep score and, like, introduce himself? But I was like, sure, we don't know anything. Like, that's fine. And so, like, he did coach us. But but as you get more serious tournaments, national opens, things like that, you're on your own. And, you know, it's the best two out of three sets. So if you split sets, meaning if I win one, the other girl mm-hmm. wins one, um, you have ten minutes in between the second and third set, and I can have coaching then in those ten minutes. Um you know, it, and the pros, it goes back and forth. Like, some tournaments, they're allowing coaching. Some tournaments, they're not. They're trying to figure that out. 
but that was a huge adjustment when I got to college and how to coach on mm. my court. You know, mm. I had to learn how to be coached in a match because my whole life, it was just me. I had to just figure it out. Um, so that was definitely an adjustment for sure. How crazy is like the junior, like, I guess junior <laughs> tennis circuit? Like, I know baseball, travel baseball is crazy, but I can't imagine like tennis. You guys are going everywhere. Yeah, so some people were going to junior um, Grand Slams. Yeah. So, like, Wimbledon, um, Australian Open, U.S. Damn. Open, and French Open all have junior divisions. I did not. <laughs> My parents were like, heck no. Um, but I was traveling everywhere. I mean, California, Florida, everyone in the South, everyone in the Midwest. Like, I've been to majority of the 50 states. Um and they're never in, like, cool places. Every once in a while. I did go to Vegas at 15 for a tournament. Okay. That was fun. Um, but, you know, they're typically in your small town. And it, it's crazy. I met girls who this was their whole life, and their parents had never let them go to a sleepover or a birthday party. And here I was in school, yeah. you know, in high school. And <laughs> they're like, what's that like? Um, so it was crazy. And I'm very thankful to my parents that they sacrificed a lot to allow me to go to school and play. Um, and then, you know, the junior level gets to a level where it's good, but then unless you're going to go overseas, which my parents were going to pay for that, um, also high school couldn't do that, um, you start to play the professional tour. So it's very similar to the minor leagues, You but you work your way up. Like yeah, no one tells you. You just have to by rankings and winning and stuff like that. Um, so I did that in high school. I played the pro tour as an amateur to get me ready for college. Okay. Because I was going, I think everybody, y'all seen King Richard? The, yeah. You ain't seen, no, seen, yeah, seen it. No. But, you got to watch it. Yeah, very, very, Hold on. You very good. You King Richard? Bro, I've been, hey, come on, hey. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. No. Hey, it's disrespectful. Damn, I'm not going to lie. You I ain't mean, seen that. Disrespect. Busy. It's on my, it's on my watch. Bro, it came out last year, I think. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been on my out. Watch list, bro. I'm yeah. going to get that. Anyhow, that's you know. That's disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just going to say that stop right talking. now. That's disrespectful. Right. Go ahead, boo. Yeah, yeah, stop talking. But anyhow, um, so when do when does a person decide to go pro? Because in that, like, they were, she was doing juniors, or yeah, yeah she was doing juniors. And like he just kind of like wanted to wait it out, not burn her out mm -hmm. as well. Like, so you were doing like the junior circuit, but decided to go to college. So, like, how does it work? You just want to go straight to TV, you know? Yeah. So I made that decision at 13 years old that I was gonna go to college mm -hmm. because I wanted to go to high school, and if I was gonna go pro, I could not go to high school. Um, so, and I, I don't like making big decisions. I'm a much yeah. better at it now, but like that was hard. And obviously my parents, like, I mean, they didn't just, they, they helped me, right. but at the time it felt monumental. I was yeah. like, I'm deciding my whole future now. Yeah, um, but that's basically what Serena and Venus did, you know? Yeah. And, um, I could have, I could have just gone pro and not done it, but I just, for me, having a normal childhood was really important. Um, you know, normal. It was not normal, but you know, yeah, trying to be social and having friends and things like that. Um, and so you decide really when you're good enough. So like you go to these tournaments, you play amateur and you sign something. So all the money I got was like a reimbursement of our expenses to get there. So it was like mm. a form you'd fill out of how much gas. So they did like a, a you know, 
this is not right, but like 30 cents a mile or something Mm. for your gas. Um, Then your hotel receipt. And they gave you like a $35, I think, $35 a day for food. So then how many days were you there? Um, So that was kind of how they figured out the reimbursement issue so that I was never taking, I was never making money. But I could take a reimbursement, if that makes sense. Um, So you, a lot of people will do that, right? And like see how they're doing. And then if they're doing really well, then they'll go pro. Um, a girl, Cece Bellis, she actually just had to retire because she had injury. But she's younger. She's probably like 24, 25. Um, she was doing that. She got into the U.S. Open and was playing as an amateur and literally won like two, three rounds, like was playing outrageously. And she was committed to Stanford at the time. And she said, no, screw it. I'm going pro. But like, I mean, mm. she was good at the time. She was good enough. Yeah. So a lot of it's like that, right? Like you get the opportunity <clears throat> and you – you do really well with it and you decide I'm going to go pro. It's a big decision. Yeah. Um, So how does like the, I guess the, I guess we talk about the financial part of it because I know you kind of hit on just uh, just now, but travel ball for baseball is very expensive now. It was then, but very expensive now. And um, someone was talking about soccer and the travel you just mentioned that you guys got reimbursed. Was it you got to win to get reimbursed? So you got to come first just to get reimbursed. So what? <laughs> if you come in second, no, no, no. So you win. You get money per round you win. Oh, so like gosh. if, but okay, listen. You, you get put in the first round. You going home sad with no money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Now, okay, what? U.S. Open, Australian Open. You yeah. get like fifty grand for for losing in the first round. Okay. Oh, so what? like, but that's the top. That's, oh, that's major pro- leagues, okay, right? Okay, I got you, I got you. We're talking minor league, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not... Mm, I think one time I won four rounds and got 90 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're spending money. Like, you are... Thankfully, my parents were spending money. But yeah. I was playing against girls who, like, they were playing for dinner that night. They're from <laughs> Europe <laughs> who came over here who have no money. And if they don't win, they're not eating because they're grinding. That's trash. Yeah, so I had to learn real quick that I was like, oh, this is a different level. Like, I'm going to high school, and my parents are paying for me and whatever. And, right. like, they were playing with a different kind of hunger. Yeah. And I had to, like, really step up my game because I was like, oh, this is not juniors anymore. It's, it is, I mean, it's a grind. It is an absolute grind. And a lot of tournaments do have host families or, like, mm. you try to make – friends with people and so like my friends who are currently grinding it out on the tour a lot of them stay together in hotels so it's like four girls in a hotel room so they can save money but yeah you are spending money and then hoping you win enough to get that back and make some at the same time damn yeah and that's it i don't even know what to say 13 you really well win or die i don't eat like yeah, yeah and, but that's that's real like mm-hmm. kids don't yeah. get it even for like baseball like when you look at the kids that are over the Dominican Puerto yeah. Rico Venezuela like Facts. they're coming here to like bring their family off the island and so yeah. kids over here they're playing at 12 13 they're like oh yeah I'm just playing with my friends it's like okay yeah you are yeah. just playing with your friends but mm-hmm. like just know you got a 12 and 13 year old across the water that's like I'm playing to get where y'all are because I need to get my people up out of here. So it's like yeah. these kids, they got to understand that it's not. No, that was real. It's for I, real. I, I was told, my, my dad and my coach coming to tell me that all the time. It was like, 
especially when I got a little big headed and you know the ego started to get there. It was like, do you ain't that good, bro? Right. You know, like you ain't that good. I was like, man, you fool. You know, it's like, so you're not competing against these people in Nashville or Atlanta. Like you compete against people who mm-hmm. got ten brothers and sisters across the island who don't have to go to school. They they up from five a.m. I met I met a guy this year. No, twenty twenty one Pro Bowl. Um, with the Phillies, he he would tell me his regimen. It was five a.m. at the field, and he wouldn't leave until five p.m. And so he would bring breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack, and he would be at the field for that long until he goes on on repeat, just so he can come over here and play professional baseball. Bro, that's like, that's, that's crazy, you know. Oh yeah, academies crazy. Yeah, 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 a lot of and for tennis specifically, a lot of tennis players in college tennis are international. Because think mm-hmm. about it. They work harder. They work way harder. And so it's like, yeah. okay. And they want to come over here. They're hungry to come over here. I have a friend who was born here to play tennis. Their parents, internationally, mm. born here to play tennis. It's it's like a different pressure. It's a different, all of it. I, I, I could never understand it. But by playing those tournaments so young, I was exposed to it and it made me work harder for sure. Um, and it is, it's a problem we have here with American youth of just being spoiled and entitled and, and not realizing, you know, how hard you need to work. And I was just lucky that I was exposed to it and had parents who, who didn't have, um, necessarily blessed childhoods like I did. Um, who, you know, instilled that in me and told me their stories. And then I saw it from other people. And the, the girls I was playing who were 21, 22, just grinding it out, had nothing. You know, I was like, oh, I need to be very grateful mm-hmm. for what I have. And that if I lose, I'm going home to a nice hotel room and a nice house. And I got school tomorrow mm-hmm. and whatever, you know. Um, and so it's something that I wish everybody could could learn because it's really good for you. Really yeah. good perspective. <laughs> What did the inspiration to play tennis come from? So I don't know. I was four. Um, also, I'm sorry. Was yeah. it was it always tennis too? Oh yeah. So it was you not multi sport athlete. I tried. I wasn't very good at it. Buns. What you try? You I be- tried basketball. He buns at basketball too. So it's terrible. Hey, Rich, terrible. You guys, it's so embarrassing. Like, can you dribble and shoot, or you just? No, I can. Dri- I can dribble. Okay. I, dribble. I can't really All shoot. Right, both of y'all used to because neither one of y'all could play. <laughs> he the worst. He the worst black yeah. hoop ever. Well, y'all neither know Becca. We Bandy. <laughs> my roommate Becca Dolman oh, yeah. was. You know, yeah. a McDonald's All-American basketball player. And right. she would take me to the gym and be like, Sid, knee. I'm like, I know. I, it's so bad. Okay. Um, I can throw a mean football, though, because it's the same okay. as a surf. It's the same mm. exact motion. Oh, okay. And I used to throw the football five minutes a day for practice to warm, warm my up. shoulder up. Mm. So, like, I'm good there. And I can okay. catch football. Black football in high school. Oh, you were, you were that I was one? good. I was good. Okay. Um, any other sport? Not really. Nah. Um, I'm not bad at baseball. I'm not bad. My dad played uh, for the Reds organization. Okay. So, okay. like, I, I'm not terrible at baseball, but anything else. So, I did, like, a little bit of t-ball. I did basketball. I did a little golf, a little volleyball. But, like, I didn't love anything like I love tennis. I wasn't good at anything like I was good at tennis. Um, you know, we joke that it came, that I was destined to play because I was born at Centennial Hospital, and our the delivery room overlooked the tennis courts at Centennial Park. Yeah. Um, and then there's pictures of me as like a two month old on a tennis court because my parents loved to play. They were both very athletic. Um, they loved to just get out and play as a hobby. 
So there's like all these pictures of me on a tennis court and like all these little ties to tennis yeah. from before it was ever like on their radar. But they would watch Serena Venus all the time. It was just always on. Um, and so I kind of, they introduced me to it and I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. So. I mean, you just brought up Serena Venus. Talk about being a, a, a black woman playing tennis. Talk about what those two meant to you mean to you still today yeah um they're I mean they were everything to me when I was little um my dad's business partner back in the day went to a some convention or something that my dad didn't go to probably because he was coaching me um and I think I was nine and he met Venus in the hotel and got a picture with her and got her to sign and like write me a note and it was the coolest thing. I oh, mean, you, I treasured that forever. Nine, huh? Oh, yeah. I was like, she knows who I am. <laughs> she like, she wrote me a note. She took a picture for me, and which was really kind of him to do that for me. But, um, yeah, I, they were just, they were everything. I was, I'm built like Venus. So, you know, and then obviously seeing girls who look like you. Um, I'm a little lighter having a white dad, but, but still, you yeah, know, no. this is close enough. And um, just seeing what they went through. Also, my dad was my coach. Mm-hmm. So seeing that their dad was their coach um, was mm-hmm. everything. And um, I do have a funny story about me and Richard. So I went to the US Open at 11 or 12 years old, and which was, you know, huge deal. My parents, I was like, yes, I get to go watch them play. Yeah. And um, there was a tennis pro here in Nashville who resembles Richard. And he had said that he was going. And so I was like, oh, we'll see you there. <laughs> and I cannot for the life of me remember his name. We'll call him Joe. And uh, I'm, I'm outside Arthur Ashe Stadium, and, which is the big stadium where they play, yeah. the, the stars play. And I, I see Joe. And I run up. I'm like, hey. And I give yeah. him this huge hug. And my mom's like, Sydney, get back here. I'm like, what? And she, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he walks away. And I was like, why are you apologizing? Yeah. She was like, that was Venus and Serena's dad. Yeet. And I just melted. I was so embarrassed. I ran up and gave this man a hug. And he played it off so cool. He knew. He knew that I thought he was somebody else, and he just pretended. And I was like, I am so embarrassed. Yeah. So embarrassed. That's crazy. Nice man, though. Have you gotten to meet um, Venus or Serena? No. No. I... uh, I've seen, like, their little posses at the US Open when I go visit um, Ashra Sharma, who's my teammate. I go see her play there. Um, And so I'll see them sometimes in, like, the players' lounge, but never the two of them. It's a bucket list item. Uh, I mean, let's let's talk about just, like, the diversity in tennis today, you know. To talk about baseball just a little bit, it's, it's gotten a lot better for sure, you know, especially with high school baseball. And, um... Y'all don't think so? It's gotten better? What, diversity? I mean, since we was coming up? Yes. I f- no, bro. I feel, I mean, maybe know. I'm just looking at Atlanta. I feel like... Maybe I'm just looking at Atlanta, how many black people one. play yeah. baseball. I feel like, because I grew up in a black city, it was different, it was different, but I don't know, I think... No, it depends on so. who you ask, honey. I feel I like it ain't. So. it's not getting... Better. They're trying to do more, but I don't think like it's. I don't really think it's getting better. What about like internationally? Internationally, well, is far. it about the same or is it like well, they, they like international what? students coming they, here? They so no, so no. so so with baseball, all the inter 
international guys, most of them come from the um, Venezuela, DR, mm-hmm. and um, Cuba, things like that. They get signed when they're 16. Oh, and each yeah. major league team has an academy over there. So once they get million signed. Million dollar academy. Um, they play about a couple years over there, then they make the transition to the, the rookie ball over here and things like that. Okay. So it's not, you don't really get a lot of guys coming from the DR to just live in the States. Yeah. It's Now it's starting to become a little bit more mm-hmm. of them doing that because you can potentially get drafted here and get more money mm-hmm. versus when you sign internationally, you get less money. So, so it's like yeah. Vince Condi, like a, he came straight from Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. So, so, so but Puerto Rico but is not, it's, it's not the same. He, no, okay. he was living US. in, he was, I, I knew them growing up. He was living in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they came over, they would go back and forth, but they did most of their stuff over here. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. I guess just like, well, speaking on just the diversity and things like how, yeah. Man, I've seen well since Venus to me, I've seen maybe Coco Golf, Coco Golf, um, Sloan, Naomi Osaka. Osaka. That's the only one I know. Um, there's there was I the saw guys. One. What's uh, the shoe played this year? Um, you don't know. On the guy side, damn. you got a uh, what's his name? Faux T- Francis Tiafoe. Yeah. I love Francis. Him. Good friend of mine. What's the guy who played um, in the championship? Some say he has an attitude for him, but I love him. Oh, Curious? Yeah. Is it Curious? Yeah. Oh, he's an Australian. He's, but he's still, Australian, right? He's still black, black right? Uh, I don't... Oh, he's, is he I think he Greek? might be more of an A... Well, mm. I don't know. I actually well, don't know. We anyhow, yeah, so... Yeah, he does have a little... Anyhow, the, the fact of the matter <laughs> yeah, is we over yeah. here fighting to see exactly. how more. But yeah, yeah, you know, tennis is a very... um expensive sport it's a country club sport yeah Yeah, so um i was in a unique position where my dad owned his own business and he could coach me we saved a lot of money there he was my coach for most of my career um we built a court in our backyard which when we did that i was like seven it was a lot cheaper to do that than it is now but that paid for itself with my dad being my coach right Mm -hmm. we didn't have to have membership we only had a membership uh, for indoor courts, like in the winter months mm-hmm. when it was too cold. Um, so with all that being said, like it's, you're not going to get as many kids who grow up without money who aren't playing. Yeah. So like even the girls who are, or the you know girls and guys who are more diverse, like typically had money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a thing that's going on now is like trying to get into inner city like programs and get them into tennis and really other sports, but like give them access to sports that they wouldn't have otherwise because it's mm. so expensive. Like the coaching's expensive, the court yeah. time's expensive, the travel. Break it down. Like give us some numbers. Oh, I estimate. Don't know. I mean, just think about travel right now. Yeah. yeah. How expensive it is. I mean, maybe <laughs> Southwest much. you can travel them cheap, UK. but but you know it. it it's you have to drive places. You've got to pay for hotel. Even if you're pri- we price lined hotels. When I was playing this pro tournaments, like, it's one and done, the pro. Like, if yeah. you lose, you're out. And juniors, if you lose in the first two rounds, you go to the um, consolation draw. So you get more matches in. So you're there pretty much the whole weekend. Yeah. But my dad would price line a hotel for one night. We were checking out every day. Yeah. He was like, I was like, why would you do that? He's like, because if you lose, we're driving home. I'm not paying yeah. for another hotel night. Mm-hmm. Um, but even doing that, it's really expensive, right? And so... I, you know, when I think diversity, I think diversity in every aspect, financial, what, you, what did you grow up socio, socioeconomically, yeah. what did, you know, diversity by race, nationality, all of it. So like we have a lot of diversity in terms of like nationalities. We have a lot of people from a lot of different countries, a lot of different 
backgrounds within those countries. But for American players, no, not really. Mm. I mean, Naomi Osaka is a good example. She is Japanese and Haitian. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's going she's gonna to play for Japan, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. She could have played for the U.S., actually. I think she was born here. Um, she's a citizen. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time, it was better for her to, to play for Japan. And obviously, she's one of the most, like, the <laughs> most profitable athletes in the world. Um, but, but, yeah, like, there's not a lot of people in Haiti who are able to play tennis. I mean, it's controlled by gangs now. Mm. But speaking of, my friends have an organization in Haiti. And they, once it is safe for everyone to go back down, they've wanted me to go down and do a tennis camp there okay, with the kids. Nice. That's and dope. teach that, like, you know, again, bringing a sport to them that they would have never. There's tennis courts in Port-au-Prince. Never want to know. But there are courts there. Yeah. So we'll do it one day. But, yeah, I mean, there's just not, there's not a lot of diversity because it's a country club sport. And if you think about it, most people in country clubs are white. That's just, you know, and how it is. And um, so there, I know, like, Jeff McDonald, who is the, was the coach at Vanderbilt, is really big into that right now really big into trying to make it diverse starting with young kids and going into these neighborhoods and such that have tennis courts and bringing programs to them. So um, that's something that hopefully we'll, we'll start up soon. But no, that's, no, dope. that's dope. As you, that's as dope. you make your transition to college, we came in together. Um, talk about your welcome to college moment, whether it was a moment with coach or older player like, kicking your ass and practice anything like that. For me, I'll say it was first our first weekend of week of condition or whatever. And, you know, I'm from inner city Chicago, like trying to be a tough guy. <laughs> be doing like some sprinting drills or whatever. And like I sprint through the line and like I start to slow up because I beat everybody and I turn around and like looked at everybody and then of course like Got on me like, hey, we don't do that shit here. You can take your soft ass back to the south side of Chicago. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> it's different here. Yeah. Um. So kind of talk. It was experience. Yeah. So for me, it was a little different just because I had played those pro tournaments and had kind of that like revelation like we had talked about. My like, oh, moment was playing mm-hmm. like my first match. So I came in and played one in the lineup as a freshman. Um, you know, we had some girls who, uh, wanted to kind of tell me what to do or have the hierarchy of college (laughs) and the, the, um, captain and you got to do that. And I said, nah, like truly, um, I, you know, I didn't say this, but I was thinking to myself, like, I don't, you could tell me something to do. And if I don't agree with it or I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it because I'm playing one. So coaches aren't going to kick me out as long as I'm doing my job. And it was never stuff like, oh, you need to like run harder or anything like that. It was just like stupid stuff about like the team and hazing and things like that. Oh, and no. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not scared of you. I'm not anything. I've been playing these girls who've been hungry for dinner. Like I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really ever give into that. And I was more of like a, I can still be a leader as a freshman. Because I'm playing one. Like, I'm. if you look at the courts, I'm in the center. And if I have a bad attitude, it can ripple down. If I have a good attitude, it can ripple down. Um, that's just kind of how it is in, in team tennis. So, you know, I was not bossing people around or anything like that. But I was just, I was doing my thing. I was not going out as much as other girls. I was playing tennis late at night. And listen, I went a little overboard. I needed to, like, 
have a happy Balance. medium of like yeah. Sydney, you can go for 30 minutes yeah. and enjoy being with your teammates. Like it's not all about tennis and school. Um, and we learned that balance later on, but but yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to be really good for, for this team. Um, but with that being said, and throughout the fall, like it's individual like play in the fall. Um, so you're playing tournaments, but it goes towards your individual ranking. And then in the spring, starting in January, so like next week, the current team will have their first tournament. That's when it's matched like team play. That was a, yeah, that was a awakening for me. I was like, oh, because not the first one, but the fact that every single match I played was a good player because I was yeah. at the top. Oh. Whereas like growing up, sometimes mm. you could work your way into a tournament a little bit, you know, like you may play a little bit of a lesser team or a lesser person here and work your way in. No, you got to become ready to play every single match. And mm. that's what, you know, I had learned in pro tennis and that's what my dad was trying to teach me in pro tennis, but it's just still not the same until you get to college and you're, you know, it's just, it's still different. Um, and so, yeah, that was my big moment of like, Oh, snap. And then I lost a lot more than I was used to. And mm. I had to learn how to lose, mm. you know, like of not freaking out because I'm losing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what can I learn from this and how can it make me better instead of just being like, oh, well, I just went all the time. And because I, I did, I won a lot. Um, and losing when you've got a team behind you, that's hard. That's really, really hard. Like in, in high school tennis, I never lost. So I had this team, <laughs> but you know, it's like, it's like if you guys decided Go. you wanted to play high school tennis, <laughs> no, 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 no. I never lost. Not Listen. one, not one time. No. Never. Yeah, no, hold on. <laughs> you guys could have just played high school tennis, right? You could have just, you could have gone at your high school and we just been no, like. We didn't have tennis. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you I could. You know what I, I mean? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. you could have just yeah, I gone, gone, to the gone off to the team yeah. and yeah. played. Anyone could play. That's true. I'd have been. Anybody bro. could play yeah. high school yeah. tennis. Y'all don't do cuts. <laughs> I'd have been hard. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but we have like 20 girls on our team. Like it's just not the same because high school mm. tennis has no bearing on if you're getting into college. Like it just doesn't. Just out there. College coaches aren't, don't, do not care how you are doing in high school tennis. So. Mm. For me, it was like, I didn't even play all the matches. You know, I played the amount of matches I needed to play to be eligible to play state. Mm. Um, and so, and it was so fun. And I loved it. I didn't go to practice, you know, nothing like that. And because I was doing my own hey, practice. Show up. Get my day. And so, but I had never lost with a, for like, with a team behind me where it would affect a team. Mm. You know, that was hard because College tennis is three doubles teams, and the the team that wins two, at least two of the doubles matches, gets one point. Then you go into singles, mm -hmm. and you've got six um, singles players, and each match is one point. It's first to four points. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So, like, it really matters if you win or lose. I mean, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, with certain teams. But, like, it could be, you know, 3-3, three, three, and the match comes down to your match, and if you lose, your team loses. If you win, your team wins. So it's like, yeah. you know, you're playing individually, but like not really because it yeah. affects your the whole everybody. team and yeah. everybody that worked and the trainers and the coaches and everybody. So like that was a different kind of pressure that I had never felt before. Um, and that was really hard. Uh, what type of... Does it ever get rowdy at tennis matches? Like when, I, when I'm watching on TV, it's always quiet and then they cheer mm -hmm. after the thing. But like mm -hmm. in college, like is it... 
that you get to play in environments where like the fans talk, like is there any shit talking going on, like players, between maybe. the players, yeah, like players. like what's like how crazy does it get, or is it always just? No, college tennis is more rowdy. I wish that pro tennis players would, like, chill out. Like, you can play if someone's coughing. It's okay. It's not that. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that's true. You're fine. Um, Because here's the other thing. In junior tennis, I remember this one place in Missouri, they were building a whole, like, apartment building next to the courts. We just played. Like, Mm. it's construction. They're knocking down wall. I mean, it's loud. Just play. Like, it's not that big deal. So, you know, I don't know why I could – talk on that for hours but so yeah in college you know because you have six people playing if somebody wins the whole crowd's cheering and you're in the middle of your point you don't stop your point you just play yeah like you just get over it you know um the the there's heckling i got heckled the worst at arkansas because they were like right on the (laughs) (laughs) right yeah well it was right after we had won the national championship and we so everywhere we went that year, it was, like, a big deal. And everybody came out to play against us. I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but, like, it, yeah. oh, Lord. And so the whole town of Fayetteville was there. Mm. And the way their courts were was, like, they could basically touch us when they were at the back. Like, oh, tennis, you don't have the like same, the, like, the protection, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I was, like, oh, I don't love this. Um, and so, like, I was getting heckled really bad. My teammates were getting heckled really bad. And actually, some of the, I think they were on the men's team. They were from a Spanish-speaking country. I don't know where. Um, and one of my teammates was from Mexico. And apparently, they were saying stuff so bad to me in Spanish that my teammate mm. came over and was screaming at oh. them. And I was like, don't tell me what they said. I don't want to yeah. know. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I got heckled one time in uh, St. Mary's in California. In California, yeah. 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 It was kind of shocking. Um, but, like, by old men. They were, like, 50 years old and, like, heckling. And I was, like, what are you? Yeah. Like, you're a grown man. <laughs> and then the frats were there and, like, they were heckling me. And I, it was a really close first set. Mm. And I won the set. Yeah. And they left. And I said, where are you guys going? I was Talk having fun. And so you're not supposed to do that. But the ref, I, like, walked over and the ref high-fived me. And she said, don't okay. do that again. But I'm, like, are you good? And I said, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. earlier in the match, she was like, do you want me to tell them to stop or leave? Because, like, it gets really bad. And, like, they're right on you. It's not like basketball or football where they mm. say something and there's a lot going on. Like, you hear everything. And they get really personal. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Don't do that. It'll only rile them up. Fair right? Idea. Like, I let my play do the talking. Mm. So I didn't say anything. But then I'm like, I'm winning, and you leave. And I was like, why are you all leaving? I was yeah. having a great time. So, you know, you got to – I didn't let it get to me. My dad heckled me in practice every day. Um, so, you know, he would cheat me. He would whatever. So nothing in college tennis ever bothered me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, it gets loud. It gets – the SEC championship at home my senior year – was so sick. I remember that. I think I y'all remember been, video. Y'all might have been. Y'all might have heard. Yeah. Like y'all started rushing on the court. Yes. Yeah. I remember But it that. was so loud. We were at capacity for the indoor center because it was pouring down rain. So it's like raining on the roof. So that was loud. The, like we're all screaming like really into it. But the crowd was like deafening. It was so cool. It was one of my favorite yeah. moments for sure. Winning. Oh, you got it. You got it. No, winning national championship. Like, walk us through that, like, from the beginning of the year that y'all expect to win it. No. no. Yeah, what talk about that. that. I was my sophomore year, so it was 2015. 
um, a year after these guys. Nope. And I remember like texting some of you guys the day of the national championship being like, what do you do all day? <laughs> so I was so yeah. nervous. But no, so we, um, you know, we started off the year not great. We were four and four. We hadn't had a losing record in the program for years. And I, oh gosh, it like still makes me shudder. We were in the LAX airport. Um, we had a red eye back home and Jeff, our coach was just sitting there and he like, wasn't mad. He was just so disappointed, which made it worse. And yeah. he was like, yes, we were like, could you just yell at us, please? But he was like, you guys have to decide if you want this. Yeah, like right. we're going home and we're playing number three Baylor and you're going to have a losing record if you don't actually believe that you can win. And we were like, ah, oh, mm. you're right. You're right. Um, so we went home and we barely, I mean, barely won that match. But it was a turning point for us. Mm. We did not lose another match until uh, towards the end of the season, which was for to win the regular season title. And uh, remember when I mentioned before that it could be 3-3 and come down to your match? Mm. Yeah, so uh, it came down to me. Um, I had a match point. Meaning okay. if I won that point, we win the regular yeah. season title for the first time in Vanderbilt history. We haven't won anything. No our, our programs won nothing. Yeah. And I'm not nervous. I loved it. I loved yeah. being in that moment. Um, and I lose that point, And then yeah. I lose the match. Damn. And I have not cried that hard after, <laughs> after a loss ever. Um, and that one stung really bad. But then, so and bad. it still stings if you can't tell. Um, yeah. But then we we had SEC tournament the next week, and we somehow won that. And that was the first that we have ever won. And honestly, I think if we hadn't lost at Texas A&M, the regular season title, I think that we wouldn't have won yeah. the mm. tournament or the NCAA tournament. Like, truly, I think it really woke us up. Um, and we, we thought, if you see the videos... <laughs> Like pictures, we thought we won the national championship. I mean, winning the SEC tournament was like unbelievable. I mean, you guys know it's the same for baseball. Yeah. And I mean, we were so happy. We got the four seed going to the to the NCAA tournament. We were like, who cares what happens? We won the SEC tournament. Like we're good. Um, and we go in and our motto, because we played at Baylor for that week, our motto is it's just another day in Central Texas to play a tennis match. That was our that was our motto. And we just kept winning. Like, we had we played Florida in the quarters and should not have won that match. I mean, we came back from a deficit. Asha Sharma is full body cramping. Um, we need her and Ashley Antal to win. Ashley was down and, like, gets cheated, basically, and lights a fire under her, and she just turned it on. Whoops. So she wins. Asha, like, goes to the bathroom to try to, like, stop cramping. She stops her full body cramp. She had also full body cramped, like, two days before and gone to the hospital. And so we were like, it's over. You know, and we were just, I remember me and my teammate Ellie, we were, like, praying. We were like, God, just don't let her go to the hospital. Again, like, it's fine. If we lose, we lose. Like, it's on the rest of us. But, like, just please let her, like, finish the match and not have to go to the hospital. And she somehow wins. And it was, like, the grittiest win I've ever seen. And at that point, it was over. At that yeah. point, I mean, I, we didn't know it, but now looking back, there was no way we were losing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even the finals, we, <laughs> I, I lost. I didn't do very well. I played really good at doubles, my best doubles match of my entire life. Yeah. Singles was a wash. 
Um, but that's okay. Um, but I remember looking at the scoreboard and looking at everybody losing. And I was like, you know what? This was a great run. Like not a lot of people yeah. get to play for a national championship. Like good for us. And, you know, I lose. And then I start looking and I'm like, oh, we're going to win. Mm. Like we are going to win. And I like wanted to throw up. It's like, it's like being nervous that you're actually going to like do like, it. That's how I was like. It was the last in it. I, I didn't want to go in the dugout, bro. I was in the bathroom. Bro, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Bro, I'm not going to lose. I'm not about y'all, but I said, no, no, no. So it was the inning. It was the inning before. It was the inning before going into the ninth, and they had got bases loaded, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, they about to bust a little bit. I can't watch it. Then I went in the bathroom, and I heard it start cheering. I came out like, oh, we good. We good. Right, hey. I, right, it was the seventh inning. I started grabbing my water bottle all right. red. I'm ready. It was different because, like, oh, we man. once we got to like the yeah, third inning, was, it was kind of like we put it, we went up and it was just like, like I, it. it wasn't really that exciting after a certain <sighs> amount of time. Yeah, I can't, I can't I, even talk about I, it because it was just tight. like it was tight. Yeah, but, but tight. see, okay, here's the difference. For I think, and I don't know this for sure, but for us, it was the first one in program history. I don't know if that sure. has a difference of like. Because the girls played for a national championship uh, in 2018, and they lost. But I think even there, like from what I heard, like it just wasn't the same because it's it's happened before. So like mm. it's almost like an an, an expectation at this point. Like oh, it was yeah. for us at least. We expected to win the next two years and didn't. But I think like people expect it now. You're on people's radars now. It's like a whole like we. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. It never crossed our minds we would win. Ever. Yeah, yeah, talk to him about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how did y'all feel? Yeah, because... Go ahead, bro. We never thought about <laughs> I mean, losing. we... Same thing, like, coming into that year. Obviously, we expect to win. Like, that's what Corey's preaching to us. But, mm-hmm. like, we won... You look at us like, we not going to win a national championship. Like, right. We went to the SC tournament, got our ass Yeah, demolished. that. That like, was great. Yeah, we got demolished. <laughs> I, was, I was there for and that. And then, okay. then we came back and... Course went off on us, whatever, and then he kicked us out the field for like a week, and then we like went on a run. And as we got to rolling through, we was like, okay, we got a chance to win it. We got a chance to win it. And watching the whole NCAA playoff, you watching Virginia, and mm-hmm. like you see that roster that they mm-hmm. had, it was stupid. It was different. Like yeah, that team was good. was mm-hmm. loaded. Like the first game we won. Their ace, I, I don't think he's gave, giving up a run the whole NCAA playoffs, and he shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Like, give up, like, eight runs in the first inning, and, like, we happened to win that game, and they beat us the next game. And then the last game, like, came down to a wire. And, like, for me, I don't know how everybody else was thinking. I'm like, this team has – they can go get on fire at mm-hmm. any any minute. So I never get nervous or anything like that, but I'm like, oh, shit, like, we, we can possibly win this shit. Yeah. But, Within this moment, I'm like, I can't watch this shit. Dog. It's it's hard. It was just, I don't know. It was just like the the thing of like we could do it. I was sick to my stomach. I was yeah. so nervous. Oh, I, oh lord, not playing, but but after like to sit and watch because that's the worst part when you finish early and you got to mm. watch the rest and you have no control anymore. Oh, it's the worst. That's probably tough. It's the worst. But yeah, I mean that's how UCLA is who we beat, and I mean. So, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. There's the USTA, the United States Tennis Association, mm-hmm. that puts on, like, the US Open and things like that. They have an, basically an academy. Um, and I used to do some time down there and train. But pretty much every girl on the roster for UCLA trained there, which means mm-hmm. they were the best of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
we just went down and you're like, mm-hmm. The girl I played was number one in college tennis at the time. Mm. Like, they were just, boom. And they had won the year before. And here we were, Vanderbilt. Yeah. And, like, everybody everybody was like, how are y'all doing this? We're like, we have no idea. Like, we are just playing tennis. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was like on paper, we did not stand a chance. Not a chance. And we won 4-2. I mean, we, like, honestly kind of kind of crushed it. That's kind of similar, like, kind of similar, like, what you saying in terms of... Uh, I'm, talking, I'm about to say something different, bro. Watch out. I'm about to say something different. Yeah, control your face. You know what I'm about to say. I'm talking about like in baseball, like mm-hmm. anybody can be beaten is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like on paper, you might be stacked up mm-hmm. and then we, like but, one year we lost to every team in the state. Like you'll think about sophomore year, we, we lost to Belmont, we lost to Lipscomb, we lost to yeah. Austin P. we lost to we TSU. Did. He was hot. And he was hot. like, we're not in the best team in our freaking state anymore. Hot. I, think See, I remember that. That, that was rough. Bro, we lost it. It was either. It was my, it was my, it was my sophomore soft, year. Mm, it might have been your junior year. I don't think he was One here. of those years. He, Ro wasn't here. It I was my sophomore year. I feel like I remember seeing yeah, this though yeah. and being like, Corbs is not happy. Zoe, we were about to beat MTSU. Zoe, Zoe hit a, a homer. He hit a grand slam. slam. I was gone. He hit a grand slam. I was gone. They rained yeah, the game. Gone. The game got went to a rain delay and they canceled it. And his yeah. grand slam didn't count. Didn't count. Oh, Did you get no. like an infield single yeah. that game or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that was a game. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that we so, it, you know, any of them. Beginning of the season doesn't matter, though. <sighs> Like nah, surely but it, it does no. it does it does to but an it, extent. It, it, a we know bit, it does. But like you could as long as you are doing well enough that you can get into the postseason, yeah, yep. as long as you are getting better throughout the season, like that's really what matters. Facts. Especially I feel like so many years I would watch you guys and be like, You you wouldn't start off miss necessarily great. Yeah. But yeah. then you're like in the finals, you're winning, you're the, yeah. like, you know, it just Aside from that year, I guess the second time you won, when y'all just won everything. We honestly though, no, 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 I, we did everything. win everything, but like we kind of started off a little slow. That we did yeah. start off slow because Texas A&M beat us, Georgia beat us, lost. Georgia, to was, Georgia was in the middle of the season, but Texas A&M, Texas A&M was the, first was the SEC, opening yeah. weekend, and we yeah. went in there, and it was kind of like, oh shit, it was not oh shit, it was oh shit, no, it was not. When we left, we were like, damn. You said went in, not when we left. All right, when we left. Words matter, bro. Jeez. Every single word I say. Like, yes. Oh, don't say it. All right, it. bro, go ahead. Go ahead. Like I said, I when we left, it. it was like, oh, shit. Like, we ran through everybody else, and then we got to them. We were like, damn, like, this might be a little tough. Mm-hmm. That's just his thought. It was not like that. He's just talking right now. But I think that's great, though. Everybody has different, like, like my teammates would probably tell you, like, different stuff that, like, I yeah. didn't feel or... That I don't remember or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool to have like when you have multiple people on the same team. Like everybody has a different like take on what happened. So what was but, your take? But when you Let's say your take, <laughs> but when you hold on, but when you say oh shit, that's like panic. It wasn't no, not but, a panic. It so was just you're using like, the oh, wrong word. Oh, crap. Like, oh, is oh crap better for you? No, it's still it's saying the same, same thing. thing. It's, it's, not as, it's not as much though. I took it down a notch for <laughs> no, you. How much more you need me to take it down? It's not that. It's just about like dang, we lost. It's not oh shit. Oh shit's like. Well, he panicked then. <laughs> so you speaking for yourself then. He's like, was he like, was like, well, like oh, shit. I was like, no panic. Because like we, even when we lost to Georgia and the coaches, they, they were kind of like, I ain't going to say they were spinning wheels a little bit, but they were like, but the locker room was like, we're like, we're good. Like mm-hmm. on the bus ride back, like we lost, like like no one was tripping. You know, we still mm-hmm. quiet, you know. Yeah, like, you better be quiet. Georgia, yeah. Georgia, no, no, yes. like, you Texas know. Them, we did say, mm. He's speaking for himself that's right now. Side. I don't know what he's talking about. That's your side, yeah. you know? But after that, after that, then it was at, it was just like, all right. 
Yeah. Like honestly, any loss at honest Duke Duke killed us, and we literally went back in that locker room, and we were just like. Oh, they, 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 they yeah, they beat us. They, yeah. they beat us like eighteen yeah. to three. Eighteen, oh, 18 like, no. bro, it was like eighteen bro, to nine. The they beat the, it was eighteen runs. They put eighteen. I was, runs the game. I was like, I was like, oh shit! Why can I remember none of these? Uh, you you blocked that out. Sometimes bro, you just gotta block those out. Eighteen on us, but we went back in there. I was eighteen like, piece. I sh- eighteen, bro. Eighteen piece nugget, mm. bro. We, I think we we put freshmen at the end of the game just to get out. We were like, bro, Sometimes, we you know, you just you just got to laugh those off. 18. You but I, like, ah, I, yeah, I, you, you're right, you're right, you're bro, right. We went bro, back we in, in the locker room. room we weren't bro. even phased. <laughs> bro, we were bullshitting in the locker room. I was <laughs> like, corpse true. can't we, come down. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. Bro. Bro. So we were not goofing off in the locker room. I was. I was. We know you. I 100%. You were bullshitting. Yeah. Actually, seen you. You but, might be right. Thank you. No, you might be right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, exactly. It's like one of those losses where you get beat so bad that it's like, damn. Yeah. Oh, now you remember that. You I'm just, just saying, I'm not going to say we're goofing on. I'm saying it wasn't like tight. Like, like one of those, like, at your locker, you just look at the person like, oh, we got that ass kicked. <laughs> no, everybody was just like, damn, they really beat our ass right there. Like, dang. Like, and we, like, we weren't expecting that from them either. Like, we got that yeah. regional book. It was like, Duke. Like, oh, and Duke dude, said, we come to play. Right? And they, nah, yeah. they showed up. They showed up. You can't write people off, man. That's what UCLA did that to us. Yeah. They put in a walk-on for their number three doubles. The disrespect. That that had, like, never played, really. And we were like, huh, okay. And they lost. And we were just like, okay, that was weird. And then, like, (laughs) the UCLA coach was speechless in her, her, like, post-match speech. Could not muster words. She was so (laughs) flabbergasted that we, I mean... We were also speechless, like yeah. we were also shook. But at the end of the day, like we just would stay out there as long as we needed to. Mm-hmm. We were like, we'll just let you beat yourself. Like we're not going to beat ourselves either. You're going to beat us. You're we're going to beat you, or you're going to beat yourself. And you still ain't going to do that. Did y'all like as a team have like a pregame or just you personally like your pregame playlist, pregame music that you know got you going? Speak about that and also just like your own personal routine to get ready for a match. Yeah. yeah. Um, we always had like at home, well, every school has, I guess baseball would be the same, has like makes a playlist for like yeah. warm-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like the girls control it and the guys. So like we would make our pregame mix and then obviously it had to be scanned and make sure it was all clean yeah, and whatever. Um, and then, but like it was our songs that we chose. Mm-hmm. But before that, or like after that, I would put in my headphones and like listen to my own stuff. That, and the, and Cause the, like you have to be, to? oh gosh, what was I listening to? Everything. Like sometimes it'd be rap, sometimes it'd be pop, sometimes it'd be Christian music, something like whatever but, I really felt. Hold on, hold on, that hold on. Night. I don't know. That's that's easy. Everybody got those one or two songs that they gotta listen to. Cause oh I was gosh, like, gosh, I don't remember. Wow, they would change. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Because here, I'm highly superstitious. Okay, okay. so yeah, I think I'll, I, I'm it would majority. change. It would change. Yeah. A lot of times it was some some sort of Kanye though. Okay. Like, which just really get me going. Yeah. Um, but I. Here's her, here. I think I'm weird for this. I don't know. Y'all may have been the same. I would have a song going in my head throughout the match, like always. And then if I was losing, I had to change the song. Mm. And if the other song started to creep into my mind, I'd have to, <laughs> like, yeah. isn't that crazy? Um, yeah, that's that's but also, here's, here's the thing y'all don't realize. 
you know, we played at the same time a lot yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. We oh. were listening to y'all's music. I yeah. knew who was at bat by the walk-up song. Yeah. Because every yeah, single <laughs> match I would hear, and I, I would know if y'all scored a run. Mm. I would know what happened by the crowd. Like, we were all like, oh, baseball's up. Or, oh, baseball's around. losing. Was that distracting? Yeah. Not really. Just kind of get used to it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, also, we had the engineering building going up at yeah. the same time. So, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Again, you just deal with it. Like, yeah. I think it's weak-minded if you're like, well, the baseball team distracted me. Now, our opponents were distracted mm. by it. But it's just like, just deal with it. It's your environment. Yeah. Adapt to I it. You that's know? just a, like the, a, that's a student, in the, like an athlete. That, but also, I'm just speaking on just like the silence, like being accustomed to silence. I think that's just, because baseball... It's based on like the sport you mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. and what, what you're accustomed to. Because mm-hmm. in baseball, if it's quiet, it's like it's whack. Yeah, like, it's weird. It's slow. Like, it's like we, like I, I enjoy playing at other people's ballparks. Yeah, one thousand percent of the time. Murmur. There's always a yeah. but that is like they, they, they get more fans. It's, a, yeah. it's more like it's a state school, mm-hmm. and so the whole freaking city, a town oh, yeah. is coming Everybody's out. There. Whereas Nashville, we got Broadway, we got the Preds, we got mm-hmm. so many different distra- mm-hmm. so many things you can do besides go to. Of any baseball game, and mm-hmm. so the only time it got really deep is like SEC middle, kind of middle towards the SEC because on the front end still kind of cold a little bit, but yeah. you know. Listen, when I was a student, yeah. I was out there in my blanket, my big old coat. Yeah, you, yeah, I you respect, yeah, you I respect, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Not always, but I came usually yeah. a Tuesday game. But a lot of times uh, we you would, a real though. one for a Tuesday. If you was coming out at the Tuesday games, you were real one. I bring my homework. <laughs> I just set up there. I connect to my Google and Wi-Fi still, and I'd just be doing my homework. Um, it was nice. Get out of study hall. I like baseball. Like, again, my dad played. Unique. I, yeah, like, understand unique. the game. Mm. So, people like that. And I was friends with a lot of y'all. So, you know, I was like, I want to support. Yeah. But oh, the best would be in the spring after a match, and, like, y'all would still be playing. We could just run on over. It's nice outside. We'd be over there in our uniforms still, though. <laughs> to catch the last, like, two, three innings. But, yeah. But, I mean, I guess... Okay, so back to my my ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, it, it would change kind of throughout the year, like, of what I needed. But senior year was probably the most, like, rigid. I have a bad shoulder. And so, I was, like, really band-aiding through the year. So, I couldn't, like, serve multiple days a week. I couldn't practice as much so I would go out for 30 minutes before warm-up and do the same drills like for the match whether I was at home or away um and do that and then go back in and then warm up and then go and like I'd have to sit in my locker listen to my music and then I would go pray and then go out and that was like every single time um I guess I saw that you went to Serena's last match or you were there for her last few matches? I wasn't. You weren't? No. Uh, I was in New York. You were in New York? I was in New York. This was a really sad. Okay. So I was in New York for uh, Astra. No, sorry. Fernanda. Yeah. Contreras was playing. And um, we have a donor that likes to take us up, you know, for the day a lot of times. And so um, he's great. We love him. And so he flew us up there and we went. And it was Serena's. Well, it was her first match of like the last one. Um, And I saw Simone and she got to go Mm. and I was jealous. And I I don't know. I went back and forth. I was like, should I just buy a ticket and buy a hotel and fly myself home the next day? Because like we were only there for the day. I should have done it. But it is what it is. She says she's coming back. Did you still, you still watched it though? I watched it on the plane on my phone. Yeah. 
We were like at LaGuardia and I was just like, it's right there. I'm so close. Who's coming back? Serena says she's coming back. You know, she's she's coming back. When did she say that? She literally has said in an interview. Y'all have to go Google it. I swear. I I swear they were, they was going crazy over the last one. I know. I know. I was going crazy. I was watching going crazy. I I was so hot when she lost. Oh, I was so hot. I was sobbing. I was hot. I was hot. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? I don't You're think she should. Asshole. I'm like Serena, honey. Like, yeah, just this. be done. But I get it. I get it. When I was she done, can't I came. Away. I came back like two times. I'm gonna say um, before I ask about like the professional. Like everybody can talk about balancing sports and friendships, relationships. Like, uh, how have you done that? Like, oh boy, it's yeah. hard because, like I said, growing up. Um, I was gone all the time. I missed a lot of birthday parties. I missed a lot of school functions, all that in elementary mm-hmm. school and in high school. I actually felt like pretty lonely in high school because I went to a private school. I went to CPA, Christ Presbyterian Academy, which they're awesome. Thank you so much for everything you did for me. Um, but I came in as the new girl in ninth grade. It's a K through 12 school. So a lot of people mm-hmm. are in the 13 year club. You know, they go their whole time. They're all friends. They're all doing stuff all the time. Like a great thing about CPA was there's a ton of stuff to do after school, like clubs and games and dances and all that stuff, which is fun. But I couldn't do that. Like my social time was like at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go to the things I could go to. But, you know, I, I missed out on a lot. And I think at the time I felt like nobody liked me, but I you know, my mom would always tell me this, and I, I see it now. Like, people, they, they're kids, right? We're all kids. They assumed I couldn't go. Yeah. So it was a lot of, like, and they would say that. They would be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we just thought you'd be at a tournament, or we just thought you'd be at practice. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, I'm not mad at it. But, like, I felt like I didn't have a lot of friends in high school, which was, like, the whole point of going. Um, but I had really, like, some of my very best friends to this day are from tennis, like, mm-hmm. I'm in a girl's wedding in June. That was the tennis. She's from Atlanta. Like, and they're all from different parts of the country. But we saw each other every weekend because we were all at the same tournaments. Um, so that was kind of who, like, my core friends were growing up. And, like, my friends from church and things like that who I had grown up with forever. Um, but I'll forever be thankful for there's a couple girls who um, were not tennis players but never stopped inviting me to things, even though I said no a lot of the time. Um and just supported me. And like, it just means the absolute world to me. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, you guys stuck through me when it was really hard. And I, you were better friends to me than I could be to you just by showing up. Like I couldn't be there a lot, but you never missed my birthday party. You never missed whatever. Um, and in, co- in college, it was a lot easier. Cause I mean, sadly, I was mostly friends with athletes. Like I wish I was friends with more non-athletes, but everybody, we all just got it. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just a lot yeah. easier cause you didn't have to explain it. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I still have, I have, there, they, there are people from my high school who were great and they were all extremely supportive, like truly. And they were so happy for me and they would always ask me how my tournament was and things like that. But you know, it's lonely when you're 15 years old and you don't get asked to the dance or you don't get whatever. Cause they just mm-hmm. think you're going to be gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a sacrifice. I think everybody's yeah. got me so much stuff because of baseball, but it's, it got me to where I, I wanted to be. Absolutely. So I, have no I don't regret it. No. At, at all, you no. Know? But just in terms of like college and like balancing, you know, the, between academics, between baseball being a full time job and 
know, just, you know, the whole relationship and friendship thing. I lost, well, most people that I talk to this day are from college. You know, yeah, I, I lost a lot of people on the way. It's not on purpose. It's just, mm-hmm. we just different lanes, <laughs> you know, like, if I see them, it's still going to be like, we never lost a beat, yeah. you know, but it's just like, it's it's tough to keep that communication, you know, even with, even with parents, my dad, well, he didn't care, but like my mom, she called me all the time, like, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> talk, you know, yeah. like, I'm in study hall, I'm at the field, you know, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's uh, it's different in terms of like, and just relationships too, in terms of um, relationships, it's... Yeah. Oh, listen, I didn't date in college. Yeah, it, it, I, I didn't either. I think it's, no. you know, it's, I think it works if they understand, mm-hmm. you know, they have a, because we own two different schedules, you know. Here's my thing, tough. and y'all. But you didn't date because you ugly. Not boo. Damn. Damn, bro. <laughs> look, look, I'm laughing because I didn't expect that to come from him. I told you. I expect him to say that stuff, man. He's not smoking, hey. but he's funny. Nah, he's not funny. He's just funny. He's just funny. He's just funny. He's just funny. He's not good looking. No, the truth. Listen, I. We're not going to do that, okay? The truth hurts sometimes. I straight up was like, I am not putting a guy before tennis. Yeah. Like my whole life, hey. like yeah. truly, you can't. I just you know. went. I was like, I, I can't. And then you know, one of my friends, I'm not gonna put her on blast, but she um, was the same. Mm-hmm. And then she met her now husband, and she like started putting him before the sport a little bit towards the end of like her career. And we were like, What are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you? No. And she yeah. was like, He's the one. And you know, they got they got a kid, yeah. and they're good now. But Ooh. but we were like, What? Like, yeah. it just never crossed my mind. I, I never met somebody that was going to come between me and tennis. And I don't regret that because mm. I would not have gotten to where I was without it. And it's yeah. like, now, whatever, you know. But. <laughs> don't do it to him. I, okay. <laughs> don't look over here. I mean, you came in with a girlfriend. And that one didn't end well. Yeah, you dated in college. Yeah, I did. I mean, she understood. She understood. Mm-hmm. It was cool. She you had her stuff. I had my stuff. Mm-hmm. You did a little That's bit the so we're then. just gonna act like you didn't date in college. I did date in college. I graduated with no girlfriend. <laughs> That's a fact. I mean, we all liked people. Like we all like. So you weren't liking but... somebody in particular. Right before you left school, hey brother, hey brother, hey, brother hold on. Like you go sit here and like, both face. I like, bro. In my four years, I actually like two people. But you didn't seriously date. I didn't date them. I'm saying I. You got gen- real. Like, I like. You I'm, might I'm as speaking. Well, you might as well have been dating at that can, point. Can, can you let me speak? <laughs> oh ahead, my god! Lie, keep lying. Go ahead. I'm saying that's the truth. I, I I like two people. Mm-hmm. You know, all my four years, seriously. Okay. You know, and. Good for you. Because I am in college, and and whatnot, <laughs> I decided not to pursue those yes, so those women. Done? I just have one question. And then after Omaha and mm-hmm. whatnot, then that's when yeah, I decided summer. I decided to hey, let me give this a shot. Yeah. Now that so college 20, is done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. college. College is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freshly done. All right. I guess that's <laughs> yes. sorry. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you didn't so, go on a double date with me. And two but other going people. That's a date, date, bro. That's different, bro. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a relationship. Yes, that was the same person. Okay. Yeah, but, but that's not a relationship. Thank you. They Somebody were, You were in a full-on relationship. Yeah. Not at that point. 
Not at that point, but, but like that following college. semester, you were you were in a full relationship yeah. in college. I couldn't do it. She took you out the game. <laughs> Before you get out of here, I want to talk about, um, ask you about Vanderbilt Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. That's, you and on, it happened quick too. You on, a, you on another real quick? Yeah, yeah. you on you another. Know, you want to know what my grandpa said to me when I called him? I FaceTime him. My grandma's like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh." My grandpa goes, "Are you dying?" Oh damn! Because <laughs> he was damn. like, damn. "Why are you getting so early?" Yeah. I said, "Listen, I don't know. I didn't one. choose this. Yeah. You know, yeah." It was, it was early. So, so they called, the Eve called oh. you, let you know. Like. <laughs> so it's a Saturday night. I'm sitting on my couch watching TV. It's like 6 p.m. Yeah. Candace calls me. I'm like, why mm. is Candace Lee calling me on a Saturday night? Yeah. I said, hey, what's up? Yeah. She's like, hey, how are you? Just chatting. I'm like, did she just call me to like chat? Like, cool. Love her. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I always just chat with her. But um, then she was like, oh, well, I was asking her how like work is going. You know, how's it being the AD, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And she's like, well, I get to do cool things like this. And my heart just dropped. I don't know. I didn't think hell of fame. Like, I don't know what I thought, you know? And I, and she said, like, I would like to let you know you're going to be inducted into the Vanderbilt Athletics Hall of Fame. Come on now. And I said, are you joking? And she was like, well, that would be really mean. I said, it would, Candace. It would be really mean. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow do the little hair. I couldn't speak. Like, I, I started crying because she then told me that David Williams was going going in with me and I had a good relationship with him yeah. and really yes. close with Gail, his wife still yeah. today. Um, and so that like, that was, yeah. I think honestly, that was the coolest part of the whole thing mm. was that I got to go in with him. Um, and yeah, for those who don't know, he is, he had passed away tragically. Yeah. So he was in posthumously, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was shocking. And then I tried to call my family. Like I, we have a family group chat. So I tried to like group FaceTime everyone and my brother was like, I'm in a movie. Stop calling me. My mom was like, I'm with friends. So my dad's the only one that answered. And I was like, okay, damn. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? This is like the biggest news yeah. of my entire life. And so I told my dad and he was really, we were really happy together. Mm-hmm. And then my mom called me like an hour later, still with them. And I was like, well, mom, like I got to tell you something. And she's like, oh, but it's just so-and-so-and-so-and-so like good family friends. Yeah. And I said, Okay, well, they can't tell anybody because I knew a whole week early. Like, they mm. couldn't, we couldn't gotcha. say anything really. And uh, and so I told them and she started crying and they all started crying. And then finally my brother came home because he was living with me at the time. Yeah. And he was like, what? You should have told me. I was like, I wasn't going to text that to you <laughs> right. in the movie theater. So, um, yeah, I didn't get the whole big, like, family celebration I had envisioned. But um, But, no, it was just like, I still, I still don't know what to say about it. It's like crazy. Yeah. Like I just don't, I don't feel like I should be there. I don't know. I mean, the resume no, speaks for itself. You definitely, definitely need there. to be in there, and no. you are in there. If had, you didn't realize, I you am are in, in there. there. I had big imposter syndrome that weekend, though. I was like, holy crap! Like the people I went in with. Have you all seen that list? They yeah, were like breaking pretty... barriers. I was like, oh golly. You just wanted to fight Yeah, that too. Did I did, but um, yeah. I mean, like Walter Overton. I mean, some of these football players like came in in the like the sixties, seventies. Like they were playing when mm. like it was impossible. Yeah. yeah, which was so cool. I mean, that was I think one of the coolest things too, hearing them speak about their experiences, right? And you talk about diversity, like them coming to Vanderbilt and how their families reacted and how their families were like, you're going to go play there at that white school and blah, blah, blah. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to play football in the SEC. Yeah. And they just did it. And how it was a struggle, but how they grew from it and like how they can inspire people today. I mean, it's just really, that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. 
Appreciate you stopping by the, the crib. Hall of Famer. Yeah, thanks Hall for Famer. having me. Crib, Sydney Campbell. Like, comment, subscribe, follow. all that on YouTube. And um, follow her on Instagram at Sydney Elise C. It's E L Y S E for Elise. All right. You got it there. There it is. We'll see y'all. Peace.